Hey, Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great. Let's go. All right, you're listening to another episode of the Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me, Paul Mattingly. Across from me, Mr. Matt Donnelly. And today we have no idea what episode this is because this is a top secret bank show. Bank if show. If you're listening to this, that means one of us is on vacation or in jail. Or on jailcation. Or, or both, yeah. Or on vacation to a jail. Jailcation. You know, like, we, there's a lot of places where you actually go to jails to see, see jails on vacation. What? Oh, yeah. you go to see... Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying, like, you'd go somewhere to see a jail taking vacation. Oh, no, no, no. That's hard to see. Yeah, that is very hard to see. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you look to your left, you'll see Leavenworth is hanging out on the uh, <laughs> on the beach at Bermuda there. Rawway uh, is hanging 10. Right there. He's, uh, he's about to come in. Alcatraz is sipping a cold Mai Tai, sitting under an umbrella. It's, uh, it's a nice jail vacation right there. Yeah. Uh, okay, no, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, you, you people go to Alcatraz on yeah. vacation. They go to Alcatraz vacation. If you go to uh, uh, South Africa, you want to go see Mandela's little prison cell. That's a big stop, big stop there. And uh, what, what do else? they sell there? Huh? What do they sell there at Mandela's? Uh, mm-hmm. Freedom. They sell freedom. Nice. It's Thought a, you couldn't put a price on that. It's, according to according to South Park, it costs a buck oh five. You're right. Freedom does cost a buck oh five. Freedom costs a buck oh five. You got to pay your part. Paul, have you ever gone to jail? I have not even come fucking close. <laughs> 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 I told you I've never even gotten a ticket. Aside from like in L.A., I do have to redact that. I did get a parking ticket in L.A. Oh, okay. But on my car for not going, switching for where the fucking street cleaner was Getting going. a parking ticket in L.A. is like just, you know... Evidence that you've gone to L.A. Right. De rigueur. Um, I mean, the, all the rules change from neighborhood to yeah, neighborhood. Oh, it changed, every, it changed every other week and bullshit. It's, they do it. They trick you. Because we live in not a real city, so we don't deal with like all the L.A. stuff. But L.A., here's the thing. You can get used to the traffic. What I never get used to and what pisses me off every time is parking. You always get somewhere and you get through traffic and you, and you finally get somewhere. And then you're there and you're like, fuck. Like now, where do I? What do I? And I turn to Porky Pig and I go home. I couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I just couldn't park. We are recording from the lovely digs here of Jacob's Fine Abode. Jacob's Digs. We're back. And we're recording in the late hours. Jacob offered me a drink and I almost took one. Then I was like, I never drink on the air. And for everyone listening, it's not this. It's not a different time for them to be listening to the show. So I should probably not now, probably not let my hair hang down now, too too far. Well, here's here's something we can discuss for a future bank episode. Yeah, I'd be happy to have like a cocktail sipping episode at some point. Wow, that's huge coming from Paul. Paul yeah. is not a drinker. I'm at not all. a drinker. I do teetotal. I do will. I will occasionally. See, just using that as a verb means you definitely don't drink. I don't really drink. <laughs> uh, but I will have a sip of a real girly drink once in a while. Oh, yeah. You love your like Mai Tais. And My your... wife loves to go to Frankie's Tiki. Right. So I'll have a sip when I'm out there. And, but, but she's already on her third drink, and I'm still sucking on my first. Oh, she, she, so, uh, she, she laps you? She laps So me. you're the driver, for sure. Absolutely the driver, yeah. yeah. Which is great. I mean, it works out great. Now, do you, do you have fun when your wife gets all 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 uh, all liquored up? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. She's a handful. I can tell you, my wife is a bit of a handful as well, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you that 
there was something that like I never, even when I drank a ton, there are things that I didn't that I've never that I do not drink at that other people think either in high school to drink at or when they get older they like to drink at. People like to drink at the movies. No, people like to get drunk and go to a movie. No, thank you. No, I hate what the fuck drinking you, and going you know, to a movie. That's what. That's why Transformers is out. <laughs> that's why that movie's. That's why that movie exists. Is because of uh, yeah. people like to drink when they go to sporting events. And I honestly do not enjoy drinking at a sporting event. I like to just watch it sober. I wouldn't know. Yeah, but I, Don't it's really a lot of fun. Sporting events. I'm going to go see wrestling. When are you you're going uh, Sunday? Yeah, I'm going Sunday. Except by the time people listen to this episode, who knows when it happened? You've already seen it. Yep. So with that pressure in mind, Paul, you have to lie and tell us how it was. It how was, was great. It? it was great. Matt Hardy <laughs> won the t- championship, but then in a twist, got it taken away from him at the last minute because he's an outside guy, and they had to give it to one of the FSW guys. <laughs> so that's how it goes. Yeah, he couldn't just he could just hold the title, not oh, defend it. I hope it. this ends up being correct. I I'm sure it is. is. You're sure? It's I'm sure correct. this is how it's going to go. <laughs> Uh, Matt but, Hardy's not going to not win, but, you are, you but are, then he can't hold the yeah. title because he doesn't. He's not with that group. I can tell you that Paul addresses this issue in episode forty-one. That's what that's what we know. All right, because yeah. when we record, you would have already seen that. I will and see that's it. The next I will episode. report. We're back. definitely talking about it. Uh, I can. I, should I keep stop talking about things that I'm going to do here in the next day or two? Or <laughs> You're definitely breaking the, like the first rule we had about doing bank shows. Yeah. You're just breaking it right away. All right. Well, I'll, go I'll, ahead. I'll, what else are you going to do? Well, I want to go see Red Bastard tomorrow if I can. Oh yeah, he's that's back in town for two we... days. Uh, it's a midnight show. We yes. can jump right after the bucket show. But these are all things that like people aren't like you know. It's not like you're saying like the Oscars and we know the no, 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 no. But Red you're, Bastard, some of you, uh, some of our UK fans fans might actually be familiar with him. He had quite the run in the uh, Fringe uh, Fest, the Fringe Fest this this year, and so yeah, he's he's amazing. You know, he was an improv coach of mine, right? You told me about that. He coached Neutrino, which awesome. which we did the movie for him with. He was the most intense improv coach we've ever had. I'm sure he's intense as fuck. He's really fucking intense, and his show is. Beautiful, fucking brilliant. If you get a chance, check out Red Bastard online. Mm-hmm. And then he tours a lot. He goes to a lot of different cities all the time. And he has a one-man clown show that is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a giant Red Bastard. He lives up to his name. First half of the show is all about uh, him, the character, and wanting to be a star. And he just messes with the audience. He, he studies what's called Buffon Clown, which... Uh, for all the listeners here, I bet you really were wondering about the different classifications of clown training. Where is Benedict Negro <laughs> when we need him? Well, that's the thing. So Benedict's discipline mm-hmm. is pantomime. Mm-hmm. His biggest, strongest thing is that he does mime work. And then all of his character stuff, he's actually developed by taking improv classes and doing improv stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Buffon clown is like an interactive technique. And it really is almost the opposite of improv in, in certain ways in that it really is about making the audience the victim. It's not about protecting the audience and making it feel safe. It's about like messing with and pushing the audience in hopes that something brilliant comes out of it. The last and being show, prepared to handle it. The last show I went and saw him, he uh, he rubbed he rubbed his butt in my face for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know that. I'm just saying that he, you know that he also challenged other people in the audience when we saw it. Yeah, but. I got it. I got his my his, his butt, butt in my face for two minutes. <laughs> like bare butt? No, his butt through costume. He wears a costume that's oh, so it was full clown of butt. full of crazy balloons. Yes, yeah, his clown ass. His clown ass. <laughs> his clown ass is all up in my face. You can interpret that like eight different ways and get like different definitions of stuff. Mm-hmm. His clown ass was all up in my face. Um, he taught me something. I want to say that I was maybe like. 
probably over a dozen years into the game of improv. How hard were you? I was, uh, he, he, he licks a taint. <laughs> I mean, he will lick a taint. Uh, not Red Bastard, the character, Eric Davis, the person who portrays. Oh, dear. Eric Davis. Oh, dear. Um, He's never going to come on the show now. Eric, yeah, I'm sure. Um, he wasn't going to come on anyway. Why no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He, he would. He would have. He totally I would. hope. He's still come on now. I'll call him a taint licker and he'll come on. Good. Um, is he already in town now? It'd be fucking stupid if we didn't have him on. Well, yeah, he's yeah. here. We fucking missed the boat. That's so dumb. Well, us. we can go see him at midnight. Yeah, but we can't record him. Well, we can talk to him and see if he's here for a little bit longer. That's true. Probably not till Tuesday, but... Yeah, but maybe, maybe we'll see if we can get him. Anyway. Anyway. If we did, then you would already have heard it. Because <laughs> of the way our bank shows are going. Man, we were fucking up this bank show thing so hard. Anyhow, he taught me this thing of... Uh, Time is a flat circle. He taught... Basically, like, he would do this exercise, and it was brutal. He, you would get up with nothing, and you just start talking... And he would uh, boo at you incessantly if you were not enjoying yourself. And if you authentically, if you authentically started enjoying yourself, he would cheer for you. So one by one, we was we were like an eight person group, and one by one, we're all getting up and taking turns trying the exercise. That sounds so good. And as soon as you start getting booed at, like you just can't do it. And so what you what you do in a moment of panic is you do what everyone does when they panic. Is you reach for a bag of tricks. You reach for like something that's reliable. You yeah. reach for something that might be super interesting. You reach for something super bold or vulgar. You, a thing where like you you look like you're taking a huge risk, but inside you know you're just doing some bullshit. And he was accurate with that. And so he would boo you until you wanted to quit doing the exercise. He could call it. Yeah. And he'd make everyone else participate with him. He was the leader and everyone else is they booing follow, and yeah. applauding with mm. him. And it was like oh, uh, 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 a whole three hours of doing this exercise where we all were just taking turns failing and hating and leaving that rehearsal exhausted. And then the second week that we did it, I did it till I wanted to quit again. And then I went up, it was, it was my turn to go up again. And on the second time of the second time of the second workshop, I did this exercise. I had a breakthrough and authentically started enjoying myself and turned the whole uh, workshop energy around and it was fucking amazing. And it made me take all of these improv rules that I learned and throw them away. Right. Now my only rule when I am in a scene that is sucking is to do anything to authentically enjoy myself. And when I do that, it turns around on a fucking dime. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And it just... it just I fucking, see that in your play. Yeah. I see that in your play, absolutely. Because <laughs> it just is like... Mm-hmm. The audience is there to be entertained. Right. And if I'm enjoying myself... And I do it all the time as an improv teacher where I say, like, improv is not academic. You know, you are not uh, there to illustrate improvisation. You are there to... Right, because if, uh, if they see the fucking gears, oh, Yonsville. But so many times people get wrapped up in showing the gears and trying to show the skills mm. coldly there's or a, trying to do a form that they think is fascinating because it's a form. Yeah. There's a and time like, for no it. No one comes to an audience to, to sit down to watch a form. There's a time for it, but ev- all the best forms have have the ability to be shattered in half yeah if the if if, if it's going follow it yeah you've got to follow the the thing that's working mcnapier always says like a great performance will make the shittiest form fascinating and shitty performers will make the greatest form a piece of shit right i'm right. paraphrasing we actually had uh the lucky opportunity liz allen lives out here in vegas yes phenomenal improv coach from chicago just amazing talent and we pushed it to where we did show the nuts and bolts, but in a very specific way. 
Yeah. We had our student troop who was being who's being coached by Liz perform a Laronde form. Laron for anyone this thing is where you play the same character the entire time. You mm-hmm. do multiple scenes, but you are the same character from start to finish when you're on stage. And it goes in a circle, comes all the way back. Yeah, but no, no one cares. No one cares. About that's that. why it's called Laron. I know. Anyway, <laughs> so Liz would actively side coach during the performance. Yeah. So it was really cool. If a scene was kind of tanking, or somebody's energy was not where it needed to be, or an opportunity for a game was missed, or something like that, she'll stop it. Throw out some suggestions, do some side coaching, try and write the scene a little bit, or you know, you know uh, not write, but write. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like turn it right. R I G H T. Precisely, and you know, and and give them some hints and clues as to where they might want to take it, and then see where it goes from there. Because if you write the ship, and you just physically put the letters T H E S H I P, you're not helping the ship at all. That's why the Titanic. But if you write down. the ship. <laughs> Right the ship. Mm-hmm. I keep doing it, sir. <laughs> we're still we're still taking on water. Put that pen and paper down. What? what? I'm writing the ship. <laughs> what? Oh my god! How long you been doing that? Forty minutes. Yeah. Precious time wasted. <laughs> we're all dead. Iceberg. Right ahead. We're dead. Everyone's British on this boat. Right the ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. There is a place and time to reveal the nuts and bolts in an interesting way, but it takes a lot of setup and it takes a lot of courage on the part of the performers to allow themselves to be edited and all uh, that stuff is tough. Corrected. All of that is tougher in different ways. Yeah. It's a relief in some ways for quality control, but it's a tougher in others. Uh, like, for example, the end result, yeah, I think is great. It, yeah. it shines it up. But but it's tough if your players aren't ready to. Like I imagine, that. like one one side effect would be like uh, like say three or four scenes in that fourth scene, even if it's doing pretty well, if if, if she's intervened in three scenes, there's kind of already like a cadence and a rhythm. There's a where pattern there where you got to put something in. You're going to exactly. do something there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And like kind of like uh, I we we did this a couple times here in Vegas. We did lumberjack prov. Do you remember that? What were we? What did we? What was the format? So we would come out as lumberjacks who learned how to do improv. We would dress up like lumberjacks. We all had beards. It was uh, James uh, Big Sexy. James White asked everyone who was a beard. Oh, I didn't. I didn't do this. Oh, I you were white. I didn't have a beard. Oh, you didn't have a beard at the time. Yeah, you weren't married. But dum bum Is your wife is a beard? I'm totally gay. Um, I wish. <laughs> so straight it's I'm ridiculous on the hunt for balls hooray <laughs> we have evidence of the contrary I'll find them <laughs> the balls in my frog mouth <laughs> um, <laughs> the lefty the righty and three three go oh, gosh I hope that's an extra or you've got a tumor <laughs> that could be really bad E.T. the extra testicle it's fairly operable though um, you can have worse places to get it well, we did lumberjack prov where we came out on stage as uh, lumberjacks who just had learned how to do improv, and so we were like figuring out how to do it while yes. we did it. I remember one yeah. of these. I think I saw. Yeah, I think we only did it twice, and I think I, it was. Only how did good I ones. miss the other one? I don't know. No, I saw them both. Yeah, the only one of them was good. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, the hard thing is it's hard because like once you are a character doing something on stage and right. then doing it, there's this awareness the audience will have the entire time. So no matter what, how good the improv scene is that you're doing, they're waiting for 
uh, an awareness. They're wait. They're so they're watching. Well, you're the juggling. Improviser. You're juggling a premise. Yeah, already. Right. And then you're improvising around that. Right. So to be clear, like if I go out and just start improvising, like I'm in a kitchen or like I have a deli counter, the audience will go there through their imagination. They will see that space in their mind. If I go out as a character, say I'm improvising and say I'm going to be running a deli, they will watch a lumberjack pretend to have a deli counter. Mm-hmm. They will not go there in their mind. They don't get transported. Yeah. yeah. So that makes it really hard. So it makes it hard. Mm-hmm. It makes it really hard. And I've seen very funny versions of shows that do this, but it takes a shitload of energy, like a big touring Chicago uh uh, show that went around to a ton of festivals was called Pimp Prov. Ooh. And these guys came out oh, dressed as, as fucking pimps and they just lit the audience up right away. And I remember watching this because I directed so much improv that I remember watching this and I go like, oh my God, these guys, either this show is going to fall off a cliff or these guys are going to be exhausted by the end. And luckily, yeah. the two times I've seen them, I was, it was the latter. But they tear it They up. were just, they tore it up. But they, when they come off stage, they're like, you are just dripping in sweat. Yeah, because you're playing a keep, character oh, who is also playing characters. Yeah. Wow. To keep that energy going. Ooh. I mean, you can do scenes that maybe last a minute, you know, or before you want to just... Because the funniest thing, the funniest thing they got laughs on were their edits. When they're doing the scene, they're like, they're like, fuck that scene, knock it down, stupid ass scene. And they would just like <laughs> kick the air and punch the Get air. Get a hanger on that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a hanger just, on that scene's legs. <laughs> they would just... Don't hit it where you can see. And they'd be like, knock it down, knock it down. And then just take over the whole scene. It was just, and, and that got the biggest laugh every time was how they edited it. That sounds And so what hilarious. it really was is just a total like commentary on improv. You yeah. Know? yeah. And uh, same with Lumberjack Prop. It's just like, is, if Pimps learned improv. So, so it's, I mean, that, that's a fairly meta thing. You need yes. people who've seen a lot of improv to really give a shit about that form. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess at improv festivals, you're safe yeah. there. You're safe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There. And in Chicago, you're safe sure. there. You're safe yeah, there. Yeah, try in it. Las Vegas, you do it twice and you never do it again. Right, because people are like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'd rather just watch Lumberjacks. I don't even understand improv. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we got that. Um, I, we have a bunch of scoop mail we lined up for this. Scoop mail. Yeah, so maybe do some scoops. Message for you, son. All right. Uh, first one we've got this evening from Nick. Before I wa- before I get to my point, I wanted to point something out. Jacob made a passing joke like, I don't believe the moon is even real, while you guys were talking about moon landing conspiracies. Not sure if you guys knew this already, but there actually are people who believe the moon is fake. Oh what the God. hell? No, they, I did not know that. I, I didn't either. And they, no, I did not need to know I, that. I knew that. <laughs> they think it's projected on clouds <laughs> yep. around 50,000 feet up. Projected on clouds? Yep. All you have to disprove, all you have to do to disprove that is drive a few miles in any direction and well, show them go. that the moon didn't turn egg shaped due to a change of perspective. Well, there you go. I'll um, never understand how some people get to be as stupid as they are. They don't have licenses. That's how they never get disproven. They never right. drive anywhere. No, you got to be really dumb to think the moon doesn't exist. That's I mean, the easier explanation is that someone takes time to flawlessly project it onto clouds fifty thousand feet above the sky every right. night. Now. Do you, did you ever hear about uh, Pepsi wanting to write on the moon? Yes. Or, or wanting to project on the moon? They, they actually did want to project on the moon. Yes. They petitioned to try and get the logo, the, the Pepsi swirl, on the moon. There was, a, there was a thing a by Congress, swirl. right? It was ended up being a petition by Congress to uh, yeah. say we'll never we'll advertise, never advertise on, the moon. on the moon. Which, thank goodness, because yuck, advertising <laughs> on the moon... Can you imagine? Oh, that would bother me. At driving time. home at night, and you're like, "Oh, oh, it's a Pepsi moon tonight." I, I don't, don't even like. Know. I don't even like NASCAR. Well, you would like that, Jacob? I don't know. I mean, just picture a big ice cream sundae sitting on the moon. 
Oh, well, ice cream man, social. You can, you can advertise for us on the moon. Ice cream social on the moon. I guess we can make one exception. Yeah, I mean that seems fair. It would be a, fun if the moon had uh, CHR written on it one night. That'd be really cool. Newt Gingrich, remember he was talking about colonizing the moon when he was running for president? Oh, yeah. That? Yeah. He's like, why aren't, we, why aren't we living on the moon? And like we're like, Newt, there's a lot of answers to that question. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's list. a ton of answers. A so one is that like, if we want to go somewhere in space and really colonize, we want it to be a sustainable place. You know why he asked that question? Yeah. Because that is a question that comes from the mind of a man who is really dissatisfied with his relationships with women. <laughs> Why aren't I just living on the moon? How far away can like, I get? How far away can I get like, from I all say, these women? That when I, I say to the moon, these... Alice, I mean, like, why don't you please go live comfortably on the moon? Right. I'm not threatening to punch you to the moon. Right. Oh, he is a, he's a mess. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking the other day while listening that it would be entertaining if you guys did jock versus nerd type videos. Something like Matt making Paul sit through professional sports matches or Paul making Matt play some video game we, or watch nerdy movies. We talked about this as a challenge. We yeah, talked the, about the, the first idea for the podcast as a whole was this challenge. That's right. We were gonna make it the challenge. We were gonna we we're gonna make it like you I want to I was basically gonna like take turns you I was gonna pitch you on right. football, I was gonna pitch you on Springsteen, and I was gonna try to take you through an experience it's where be you a little, would enjoy it. A little Kenny versus Spenny. Yeah. A little uh uh, fish What's that fish podcast What's that called The fish podcast Is it called the fish podcast I have no idea what you're talking it's about the fish po- No it's It's a It's the one with It's on uh, Earwolf Where um, Oh yeah 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 I actually do know What you're talking about Yeah yeah He's trying uh, to convince um, What's his name Scott Ackerman yes, Scott Ackerman Is trying to be convinced by Ah uh, shit Scott Ackerman's the only name I knew uh, He's trying to be convinced By his friend To enjoy fish the yes. band fish, but that's it's only one premise, right? It's just it's just fish, it's just that. But yes. they've changed it. They've gone on to another. Oh, they have gone. They've done some others now. I, I can't remember. Originally, it was just fish. Yeah, but originally it was just a fish podcast. I'll tell you what. I mean, I would love to like like if you go to this wrestling thing, it maybe is it might be fun to go bring a camera and have the two of us do stuff at the wrestling match. There's plenty of stuff that we would enjoy together. That's the, I mean, like I would enjoy sitting around playing video games with you. I would be terrible, and the audience maybe would get a kick out of watching me do it. But I do enjoy video games. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one of these days we should hang out and I can boot up my emulator and we can delve into some of the 7,500 old arcade ROMs that I have. Oh, I would, I'd boy. be all over that. There I you go. I got some great classic shit. Fucking beat him and eat him. Custer's Revenge. I'd be all over that shit. <laughs> They're on there, dude. Oh, They're on there. God. Beat him um, and eat him. But, uh, I, w- I mean, we are going to uh, basically launch something very soon. And with that, we're going to add video content as a well, goal. Well, now you say very soon. We may have already launched it oh by the time God, this comes right. on. Oh, my God. You're right. By the time this comes on. <laughs> In which case, I'd actually have to record something. We keep fucking up our bank, bank shows. shows. We don't know how to do them. <laughs> You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. <laughs> Man. Time's a flat circle. If Paul and I got a time machine, we would just smash it. It would just smash <laughs> right into the ground. We would not know how to handle a time machine. Uh, at any rate, so yeah, video content's a big thing, and we do want to do videos. And Paul and I actually even co-wrote, uh, came up with an idea and co-wrote a cartoon. We're trying to get people to animate it. So uh, we have a ton of ideas. If you want to watch some videos, watch... Ugly Couch Show. We just put up a new video. Well, no, I say that's that now. No one was asking about that. I, I don't care. And you didn't just do it. <laughs> I'm cross-promoting. He was asking. Yeah, I didn't just do it anymore. I do new videos. All right. We should do some fun videos. All right. Deal. Nick. P.S. Deal. P.S. Any chance you guys will ever post any videos of your improv show? I'm sure there are many other scoops no. out there like myself who would love to come see the show <laughs> but cannot afford to or do not have the time to make the trip. That's another thing that we're working on. We, we, Paul and I have really great ambitions and no budget or time. <laughs> yeah, This is well, what we do. With no budget or time, we've actually gotten one of our shows recorded. Did you get a chance to watch it yet? No. Nor did I. Good God, we are <laughs> right. stupid. I, was gonna say, uh, I didn't even we, know there was a link. Yeah, there's a link. Uh, so we got an episode recorded. 
I'm still trying to coordinate this. Uh, hopefully soon we're going to do a Google Hangouts yeah, where you can tune in and watch the Bucket Show. It's stupid easy on the internet. It's stupid hard in a theatrical environment. That's mm-hmm. the hard part that we have to, we're trying to figure out. Right. We're trying to figure out camera cuts and audio. But we basically brought in a webcam and tried to broadcast our show live on Google Hangout the other day. We didn't broadcast it live. We just recorded we it. We just recorded it. Kept it very small. Maybe we even did broadcast it live, but we didn't advertise but it we at want all. to because this venue that we record at, the, the, that we perform at, the Scullery, has a gigantic projection screen in the background. Yeah. So I would love to have an online audience, and I'd love to have the online audience be projected out of the background yep. of our show. I, it, oh, yeah. Give it, give it a couple months. Yeah. Give it a couple months. We got some shit in the works. If if attendance keeps up like it's doing at Bucket Show, we'll make it happen. Yeah. That's the truth. We've, we've Very pleased. Thank you all for lately. coming out. Yeah. Still love the show and smile every time my jock versus nerd jingle plays. Lots of love, Nick. Well, he's got like a 50% hit ratio now. We play a song about half I, the time I, now. I love that theme song. I, I do like tough. that one. <laughs> Apologies to Tony it's Longworth so in the UK. Good. But that is, that so is a good. fun one, though. Hair metal. Yeah. Uh, next one from David. Hello, Paul, Matt, and Jacob. Hey, I hardly get addressed in these. I kind of like that. That's kind of nice. <laughs> Shut up and read, Jacob. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm writing to you guys to get some advice Head from down. Paul. <laughs> sorry. A little too, a little too big for my britches. Uh, writing to you guys to get some advice from Paul, but first let me say what a big fan of the show I am. I have an hour drive each way to work and listen to a lot of podcasts. Your your show moves to the top of the listening order every time a new show is released. Oh, oh that's cool. That's the be- that's exactly why we do the podcast. That's the yep. coolest compliment we can get. Very Absolutely. high compliment. Thank you. Only Geek Shot comes first since that show is my favorite. Fuck you, Dave. I don't like this yeah, guy anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want advice from Paul. Thank I you. like Paul. I listen to Paul. Thank Paul, you. Paul, Paul, Paul. Thank you. Yeah. Thank the you. The riff that tore us apart like Dean and Jerry. <laughs> Paul is it's one of the funniest right guys I've heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. His sense of humor is the same as mine. Oh, my gosh. I find almost... Eric I, Davis, get out of there. Make room for oh, someone else to lick man. Paul's taint. <laughs> I find almost everything he does hilarious. Thank you. Is he really writing all of this? this it, I'm reading it word for word. Why did I put this in that email? So thanks, guys, for an enjoyable show. That's it. No question. Nothing. It's no, just a Paul Mattingly blowjob. No, first is the blowjob. Then comes the question. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> let him. Let the man speak. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a cup of iced tea <laughs> <laughs> to wash out my jizz. Yeah. <laughs> I can clean up your jeans. <laughs> David is pushing Paul's agenda on us. <laughs> get that agenda out of my mouth. Oh man, <laughs> I've heard Paul say that he worked on a cruise ship. Maybe more than once, if I heard right. Yes, so, right. he did. <laughs> I feel like he worked please, on Second City and please, Star Trek something, yes, too. Yes, I did, yeah. Please yeah. write in every week. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> so I'd like any hints or tips for a first-time cruiser. My wife and I are going on a Norwegian-Alaskan cruise in September. It's our first time, and I'm worried that I may forget something. Any advice that you may have would be great. I have some tips for a first-time cruiser, but it's nothing to do with boats. <laughs> keep up the great show, guys. I'll keep listening. Oh, who else are you talking to besides Paul, you fucking I don't know. Dick. I absolutely do have He's some not a cruising What's advice. His name? David. What's his name? David, I love you, David. Thank you for writing in. <laughs> David, I really love you. Thank you. <laughs> that uh, is true. Uh, thank I you love so you much. and Paul loves you way more. I did. I, I served two tours of duty on Norwegian uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Cruise Line. You just lost every military person. <laughs> uh, I, I mean nothing by that as far as taking away from actual service. Uh, two cruise ship tours. Uh, I did a four-month and an almost five-month uh, cruise deal. Once on, I believe it was the Star, and the other one was the Epic, which is the big-ass boat that they have. Side note. I have a callus on my hand, and I literally, the thought that crossed my mind was like, how? 
I don't work hard. How the fuck do I have a callus on my hand? That's a good question. And that's what I was thinking about for you in terms of talking about serving. There was a time when I had calloused hands. Yeah. Time is long past. That time is long past. I am as supple as a baby's ass. Anyways, back to the cruise ship. So, uh, doing that much time on a cruise ship, it becomes your home. You learn to live. You learn what's the necessities. Um, I would say pack lighter than you think you need to. Only bring one pair of pants and one shorts. If it comes to it, you could have stuff laundered on ship within a day. So, just pack super, super light. Pack super, super light and these are things that you're going to be walking on the beach with, going swimming with. It's not that big of a deal if it gets a little scruffy, scrummy. It's you're beach bumming basically for yeah. a week. It is absolutely. It's so much like Vegas when you're on the boats because it's everybody's casual, especially with Norwegian. Everybody yells, "Boat baby!" Well, with boat. Norwegian, with Norwegian, there are a few special events, a few special dining uh, places, and a few special uh, club activities that. You might want a collared shirt, a white shirt, and maybe a, 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 a suit. KKK hood. You don't have to take in any of that. An eye patch in case you want to become a pirate. You can totally just slack and chill and be really relaxed. And I think you'll find you'll enjoy your time much better if you pack way, way light. Buy a few clothes while you're out there. Buy a, a, you know, a goofy Hawaiian shirt or something like that. Like Really just go native and just pack lighter than you think you should. And see how much more fun you can have because of that. If you go on a Hawaiian cruise, I also want to warn you, there's going to be a voice in your head that says, you know what, I could start wearing Hawaiian shirts. Well, now, and you're going to buy one. I take, And you're going to come back home and you're going to realize that was a huge mistake. He's going, on, he's going on an that Alaskan cruise. always wrong. He's going on an Alaskan cruise, which oh, was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. We only spent our first week on my first uh, boat cruise on that. And it was beautiful. So congratulations. You're going to have a great time. Um yeah, bring some snacks. Eat some salmon. Bring a few snacks to keep in your cabin. Yeah. And uh, if you can, because you bring them. By snacks, Paul means like a half a rack of ribs. No, 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 no. <laughs> because it gets real tricky with what you can bring on the Whole boat food-wise and stuff. Like you can't really bring food back onto the boat from the from You the snap port. it to a Slim Jim. Yeah, oh, you got to bring yeah. like, like some packed cookies and some little stuff like it. Just some little stuff. But you're going to have plenty of food and everything like that. I'd say, I don't know. Like there's really, they take care of you. Bring some extra cash. Yeah. Have some extra money on hand and, uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, maybe. The Alaskan cruises are where you, they're like, you see like no civilization at some points, right? Oh, like you just so, drive and just look at Just nothing. so beautiful. You're just looking at the, they drive you up into these glacier bays and you just look at these walls just carved from ice and you see these waterfalls just jutting out of the sides of the thing all the time. It's just, man, I, I see it right now. It's gorgeous. It is idyllic. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then you'd see weird stuff, like a tiny little island in the middle of all this with a tent on it. That's nuts. Right. Wow. Like stuff like that. David, get to that tent. I mean, just stuff like <laughs> that. Playing a beacon. Alaska's nuts, but it was just beautiful. Uh, you will probably see a Second City show while you're on that Norwegian cruise. Yeah. They have an extensive uh Oh, this will con- be fun. This will be fun. What's a guaranteed thing he'll see on his Alaskan, on, a, on a Second City show? Like, what's a sketch they always do? Uh, you will... Chances are you'll see a version of Pictionary. Okay. Possible. They've kind of put that one on the back burner a little bit. Um, What's the punchline of Pictionary? What's the big well, punchline? Well, I mean, there's Bart Stars is how it starts off. Um, no, then no. Uh, the, big, the, end. the big one, uh, it's, uh, uh, what is it? No, not Christmas Tree. We changed it to Christmas Tree because we did it for a holiday show. Uh, the big blow is uh, recliner chair. Not recliner chair. Oh, jeez. Armchair. Something armchair. like that. Armchair. I just want to, like, if you go there, it'd be really funny if you started yelling armchair, like, right off the bat. Yeah. 
something like that. No, totally no, we don't fucking no. Second City show, ass. No, but you're gonna you're gonna dig it. Uh, go see some of their shows. Uh, I'd be yeah. elbow deep in salmon and then just perk my head up and go armchair, and then I go back to eating salmon. Oh boy, oh boy. By the way, David, my name is Matt Donnelly. I host <laughs> Ice Cream Social. If you pay, have any questions, pay for no me. mind to the man behind the curtain. And enjoy your trip. Norwegian uh, Norwegian puts on a good cruise. David, I would not be doing this show if I wasn't needy. So please, just at least, just like, like at least pretend. Don't to even care do about it. both people. Don't even do it. Pack light. Have a great time. Cut loose. Bring money. Get nuts. Next up, next one from Jeff. I tweeted it out, but I wanted to formally thank you guys for pushing me into finally booking my trip to Las Vegas. I've been Sweet. wanting to go for years, but man- but always managed to find an excuse. Can't get the time off work, flights are too expensive, or the always popular, we can always go next year. Since the start of Ice Cream Social, you have discussed some of the lesser known shows and things to do in Las Vegas, which finally pushed me into booking my trip. I'm really excited, and I will be spending my one Wednesday evening at the Bucket Show. Awesome. Awesome. In my head, I've been referring to it as the Ice Cream Social Live Extravaganza. <laughs> if you are there tonight, we will call it that. There yep. you go. You remind introduce, us, introduce tell yourself, us. and then we will say, yep. we will say our show is that show. very approachable. Come That's say awesome. hi. That's really so awesome. So keep the ideas and suggestions coming about the not so well-known but must-see parts of Las Vegas, and thanks again for convincing me to take this trip. Also, maybe throw up some type of message board on the site to remind the scoops of some of your upcoming appearances on other podcast shows, etc. I know you mentioned a, idea. a few in the last episode, but my memory sucks. That's from Jeff. All right. Thank, thank you, Jeff. Jeff. And we look forward to meeting you in person, Jeff. Yeah, That's man. Great. Uh, make, make sure, sure you, you introduce g- yourself. Yeah. And go to the Pinball Museum, Pinball Hall of Fame. That's the bomb. Rick's Restorations. Yep. Take really a tour cool. down go there. Check them oh, yeah. out. Um, By the way, Paul thinks the Pinball Hall of Fame is a museum. Just so it you is know. a museum. It's a Hall of Fame. Museum. Uh, also, it's a room filled with pinball machines. Right, but they are classics and restored. Some right. of them are one-of-a-kind novelties. Yeah, I didn't realize when I opened up my coffee mug collection, I was in a museum. You know what? <laughs> if it, if you curate it, it's a fucking museum. Then my fucking coffee mug collection's a museum. There you go, baby. Welcome to Why it. Why not elevate your shit? <laughs> I got a museum in my room. I, um... What else? Uh, have you gone to the mine? There's like a mine that people always tell me to go. Like, nope. People always ask me about it, and they're like... Did you take people to the mine? If you're going to the mine, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, there's a ghost mine. Right? I've never gone. Is it a ghost? Huh. It's supposed to be haunted. It's like yeah, an old silver mine, mine out here is haunted. Every I can't tell. I can't tell a mine from a hole in the ground. Every mine but, uh, is haunted. Um, yeah, maybe it's haunted. And that's why I've never gone. Not good because I, I'm scared I, of ghosts. No, because come on, you're scared of ghosts. I am not scared of ghosts. Right. I am not scared of ghosts. <laughs> I don't believe in spooks. I don't believe in spooks. I don't believe in spooks. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> um. Um, what else? No, that's it. No, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. <laughs> I mean, Fremont itself is a crazy. Fremont's crazy. Thing to check in, dude. You can do the quick, uh, just walk down Las Vegas Boulevard. You can watch the Mirage change to lava, then go to the Bellagio, watch a water fountain show, then go to the Treasure Island, watch the Pirate Show. Mm-hmm. That's just walking up and down the strip. Ah, uh, the Pirate Show. Pirate Show is right not now. there right now. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, so you don't can do that. They give you more time to watch lava. Right, or you can go see the the crazy. Uh, Statues come to life inside Caesars. Right, sure. So silly inside their mall, the, the Fall of Atlantis show. Um, uh, oh, uh, let's talk about a couple of shows we've talked about before. You want to go see Matt King in the afternoon? One of these, yeah. Afternoons. You, you can find a good deal on that. King of the afternoons, yeah. Find a good deal and go check him out. Vinny Favorito, very funny. Insult comic, great. Beyond compare, comic. very funny. Check him out. He will blow your mind. He's great. Um, and of course, go see Penn and Teller. 
Yeah, but that's, yeah. Penn and Teller Jersey Boys are those. Those things pay our bills. Jersey Boys be a good one to see. Come yeah. see Absinthe. Absinthe. Come check me out while I'm promoting. Those shows are a higher tier ticket. It's a higher tier ticket, but it's a fantastic deal. Yes. If Correct. you're coming to Vegas, you're going to spend some money. Might as well throw it at some entertainers rather than some slot machines. I like that. Uh, next one here, we got Hey Sexy Fellas. Oh, man. I it gets better so and better. I that's referring to me and Matt, Paul. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Where is you my already agenda? got yours. Where is my agenda? Too damn bad. <laughs> uh, I'm another transgender double scoop, and I wanted to throw you a few comments on the discussion. Sorry, I didn't get to you earlier. I wanted to say that generally the term cross-dresser is now used instead of transvestite, though the latter term will always hold a place in the hearts of us Rocky Horror fans. That's exactly right. what my wife said. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think we mentioned that on the air. That How we, can yeah. you be better like, than I, a sweet I transvestite? That, I hope the transvestite doesn't go away no. for that, for, just because of that. No. Uh, the biggest thing I can stress is to always ask and pay attention to the person's own preference. The best question to ask is, how do you identify and or what are your preferred pronouns? Some people will prefer masculine, he, him, his. Some will prefer feminine, she, her, hers. And some will have a gender-neutral pronoun. For instance, I prefer the singular they, them, and theirs. And you'll hear Z, here, and here's. That's H-I-R and H-I-R-S. Oh, I have not heard that before. Z? Z. I'm okay. I'm looking at all that. Pronounce Z-E-E. So, like, instead of he or she, it's Z. I will say that, like, our conversation on transgender caused a lot of conversations outside of uh, the podcast. Which is what we wanted. Totally what we wanted. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Get the dialogue going. There are two people, especially on the Penn Sunday School universe, that uh, know a lot about transgender. One identifies as transgender. And the funny thing is, is a little bit like this, is the personal preference thing is really uh, both uh, on very easy on the one-on-one level. It takes a second. And you're like, well, can't it just be right. simple? It is if you just talk to someone. Uh, it takes about 10 seconds. And then, uh, but on a large scale, I find it very funny because it's like finding like two Italians trying to tell you how something's pronounced. Right. Like no Italians ever agree on how anything's right, pronounced. Right, right. And, uh, Which is kind and, of nice to, to know that there's these multiple, multiple layers. It's not, you know, nothing's black and white. Yeah. And it is just like you said, it's all about getting in, getting to know an individual. Yes. Well, our friend here actually addresses that. Uh, remember, ge- uh, gender is not binary. That's why we use trans with the asterisks to refer to the transgender umbrella. It's too big for one term and everyone has a different story. Oh, good point. Good yep. point. So uh, we that, agree. And that is from EZ. What uh, I think is that I'm really worried about is that like now that we tackled that huge ignorance in our lives, do we have to tackle all of our ignorances on oh. this podcast? And before the show's over, we're going to be thin, fit, well-educated, going back to school and shit. And if I we're have gonna to have like, jobs. If I have to tolerate Puerto Ricans, I mean, I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to do. Here we go. First, they have to tolerate you. You know what's funny? Somebody thought World Cup fever was over. While you talked, I was just winding that joke up, and I was like going through like Dutch. No, that's too much of a wussy response. Like, anyone going to hate the Dutch? Amish? Dumb. Don't say Amish. And so I was like, what's something I could pick on that I might not get in total trouble for doing, but at least has some teeth? And I went with Puerto Rican. That was was inside inside the joke brain logic of I like it. I like it. Uh, But uh, That's showing the wheels. Truth be told, I like Puerto Ricans. In fact, I'm severely attracted to them. (laughs) They're uh, attractive people. What is that community? Individually. Says? Uh, I'm Puerto Rican. In other words, I am a Mexican with a passport. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Anyway, that's from EZ. And EZ also says, I definitely appreciate your discussion on the matter. The GLB often forget to include or are indeed hostile. You read that right. We get hostility from the GLB trans-identified people. You know, that is that is a big thing. I mean, like, uh, talking to even gay guys, the gay guys and les- my lesbian friends, they, they get along less than typically. Gays than, than, and lesbians don't necessarily yeah. mix well. Gays and straights and lesbians and straights get along okay mm-hmm. if you're open-minded and not a bigot. But the, uh, the, the gays and lesbians thing aren't always the best co- coalescing thing. And then the, 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 the anger thing is so strange with the transgender thing, but it oh, is yeah. real, and I do get it. Uh, I don't. I can't. I can't process it. But I do. I do understand it. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's such a tough thing because it's identity. Yes. And everything, right. everything that we are is wrapped up in identity, and that yeah. is a thing that gets inside a brain. Yeah. Right. Because what we're talking about, it's like how are you wired? Right. And so if if these ideas and these people who are struggling with dealing with processing their own identity agenda and their own the way that they are figuring out who they are presenting that can sometimes rock your worldview pretty yep. hard and it's it can be a really tough thing to confront especially if you yourself don't know what your identity is there's someone I think that's where the blowback really comes hardest yes. from yeah yeah there's a person uh around the uh Penn Sunday School universe who was born female, identifies currently as a male, and is the first president of the uh, LGBT club at UNLV. Maybe we should talk to him. I feel Absolutely like, we oh, should. Because yeah. I feel like I'm also curious because they're, they're, they're young. You know, everyone in that club is young. Mm-hmm. And so, like, sometimes... Like I'm curious, you know, the next generation that's going to tolerate so much more than us more openly is so quickly. Yes, I'm curious how that's going on the college level right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd so, be yeah. that'd be fascinating. We should talk to him. All right, and this person identifies as a him, so I'm not being offensive. Good. Uh, the more people hear the tr- hear the truth, uh, the better. I could go on and on, and if I'm ever in Vegas or you guys come to Reno, I'd be happy to do so. For now, I'll just thank you guys once again. That's from Easy. Thanks again, Easy. Thanks, thank easy. you so much, Easy. And uh, that's the second time we've also been invited to Reno. I've never been to Reno. We want Easy. Yeah, that's It'd not be, too far. I'm not, it's not too far to do. It's like it's actually it's, it's very far, but it's not. Do we want to do a Reno show? It'd be funny to pull be up really a Reno fun. show. Yeah. Like I would love if our first remote was Reno. <laughs> it's both great. Like it just sounds great. Like it's live it's, from it's Reno. A, it's a funny place live to do. Dude, a that's road our show. album. Reno, Nevada. Live that's from our Reno. album. Live from Reno. And the thing is that because we do the bucket show as well, we could probably try to at least financially make it try to. We work. would do the bucket show there. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe even two shows. Yeah, so, do four podcasts and two two uh, shows. And a partridge in a pear tree. La, la, la. Reno is. Christmas. Reno Christmas is a great name for a comedy <laughs> album. Reno Christmas. Uh, I've never been. I'm curious to go. I know it's actually right near town. They say it's actually beautiful. Biggest little city in Nevada. Biggest little city in Nevada. Um, All right, let's do it. What else we got, Jacob? Next one, we got one from Steve. Hey, guys. My name is Steve. I'm from Alberta, Canada, and I thought I'd share my worst job story. I'm in my mid twenties. I worked, or in my mid twenties, I worked as a laborer for a commercial sized swimming pool construction and maintenance company. Already sounds great. They got a contract to do maintenance on the local college's half Olympic sized swimming pools. Uh, most pools employ sand filters to trap anything in in the water that is sloughed off or excreted off a human being. Excreted. Wow, this already just sounds delightful. Uh, the tanks have a sprinkler type head at the top and the bottom of the tank has uh, the has a sprinkler type head at the top and the bottom of the tank has layers of sand in increasing coarseness with gravel at the bottom, finishing with super fine sand and the top layer. 
The pool has two filters. Each one had 11,000, yes, 11,000 pounds of sand. Wow. So the job starts with the other laborer and myself carrying 22,000 pounds of sand down a tight, spiraling, two-story cement staircase 50 pounds at a time. After a full eight-hour day of that, the real fun began the next morning. They're cleaning the sand at this point? Is that what's happening? I think this is them installing the filters. I think he's cleaning it. Is, is he cleaning it? I think so. Go ahead. Because he was talking about how all the detrius gets sloughed off and put through the filter. So I think he's building us up to, we got to wash this sand and gravel off. Maybe. But go ahead. We'll see. Yeah, so uh, down in the pool mechanical space, the whole crew is looking at the tiny submarine-like hatch measuring a foot tall by a foot and a half wide. Let's just say people. Uh, let's just say of the people standing around, I had the most hobbit-like body type. Imagine a five ten Matty D, and you're not too far off. You're not too far. I'm based. I'm six foot, so you're only two inches off from me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, oh, did I say five five ten? Yeah. I, sorry, 5'6". Five, 5'6", six. Five, six. Five, six, oh, I don't know why oh, I said 5'10". So it's Tom ten. Cruise version of me. There you go. So okay. into the fucking hole I crawled. Did I mention that sand filters should be changed yearly? Is he the same weight ah, as me? See? I don't so know. they are changing the sand filter. Yeah, maybe. Uh, no one in human memory working at the pool knew the last time this had been done. That that's is, that is delightful. Dude, that's dangerous. That's crazy gross. That's dangerous. That's like that goes people that fell in that you open fucking trench amoebas and, and shit. Yeah, man. Woo. The filter is shaped like a 10-foot uh, long. For, uh, uh, sorry. The filter is shaped like a tube 10 feet long. So two Tom Cruises. Yep. Uh, four feet at its widest diameter with domed ends. One Ugh. Tom Cruise. I got it. I got it. It's half full of wet sand, giving me a two-foot arc. And evil thetans. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So he's only two feet. Oh, geez. Half full of wet sand, giving Ugh. me a two-foot arc to work yeah. a full-size shovel. Oh, God. Passing shovel spoonful at a time out the Up tiny the door. Inside, it's easily 100 degrees oh. and humid like I have never there experienced. There has to be a machine for this. Well, I am sure. outfitted in steel toe boots and a heavy canvas overalls, which are both instantly soaking wet. Oh. And not that, but eventually you're going to get sand all up in your shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is, and it's I gross. Think eventually. I think instantly it's you're going to get sand, sand up in your shit. Yeah, but this is gross. Like, oh, oh man, I'm now, feeling for every, this guy. Every time you're sitting, every the time wiped you're film down. evaporator suddenly seems like a dream. Oh my god! Oh man, this, this bullshit this, job like for this. being a painter. Oh. Paint guy. Uh, on top of the sand was a gray skin of. On top of the sand was a gray skin of filter catchings. As I would get a shovel load of sand, the gray skin on top had enough tensile strength to not break. Oh, it was like. Puddin' skin Flesh pudding. off the top of the shovel and droopingly fall into the oh. void I had just made in the sand. Oh, God. Oh, that's awful. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I was in those filters for four days. Oh. Each took an eight-hour day to shovel out the old and another to fill up with the new oh. sand times two filters. It sure would have I been nice. I hope you nice were paid to... like $100 an hour. Oh, I mean, I doubt it. It sure would have been the nice. The harder you been... work, the less money you make, yeah, man. Yeah, that's the, the grossest rule. Ain't it the truth? It sure would have been nice to have been offered a respirator in hindsight. Then once out, we carried all or the wet biohazard. <laughs> hey, I just worked really fucking hard. Somebody you want to get a blowjob in a tank like that? <laughs> I, only if my... I mean, I know there's somebody that does, but not me. Uh... <laughs> I want like a nice. I want my sandy, sandy junk to be put to use. 
wasn't wasn't she, she was she was the star of Valerie's family after it uh, changed, right? <laughs> Sandy Junk. Sandy, Sandy Junk. Oh, yeah, she yeah. was hot. She got the one eye. Yeah, and yeah she yeah. played Peter Pan all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sandy Ladies Junk. and gentlemen, Sandy Junkin. That's <laughs> Sandy Junk in my in my trunkin. <laughs> Do you know what a chicken cutlet is? <laughs> I think so. Uh, <laughs> a chicken cutlet is if you were to be having sex on a beach. And you pull your penis out of a uh, a properly working uh, moist vagina, and then just dip it right in sand both sides, <laughs> and put it back in. It's called a chicken cutlet. Who called it a chicken? <laughs> Cruel frat brothers. Who called that a chicken cutlet? Colonel Sanders. That's not a, a genius. That's <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. Yeah. I've broken Paul. Died. Paul is done. Paul's <laughs> last Paul's last words were wait a minute, a chicken cutlet. You put it you put it back in. That's not a chicken cutlet. Was it supposed to be like like uh shake and bake kind of thing? Yeah. It's like more like you're right. It's, you, you, it you be shake, more shake it's like a sh- it's a shake and bake. It's, it's a shake not a chicken cutlet. Then you bake. Yeah, because well, that's what you do is I'll you I'll have to go back to the awful perverts who invented it and inform them that it's a shake and bake. <laughs> uh, also, that's not just uncomfortable for her. That's uncomfortable as hell for you. I, why would you? That, I don't know. These are, these this are, goes. This goes back to like I don't know why. I know all of these old grotesque sexual terms but because they were funny to me in college, and so funny. we just collected them all. They're funny, but they're lies. Nobody ever of does course. that shit. If someone actually did a donkey punch, they'd be in jail. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. These terms are preposterous. preposterous. Every girl, if they heard hee haw behind them, would react fast enough before the punch <laughs> came down. Oh, like you've heard about the rainbow. Yes. Right. What jelly donut, the jelly, jelly donut. donut, sure, sure. That's a the glazed the donut, face. glazed donuts, glazed donuts, fairly legit. Pogo stick, don't know that one. You get jerked off with your feet. I, that's legit. Yeah, that's legit. Not your own feet, no. Unless you're weird. We out. talked about coyote ugly in another show. Coyote ugly. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a bunch. I don't know. I can't come up with. Oh, they'll come up in conversation. Monkey again. sores. Oh, I did dogs in the tub at the bucket show the other dogs night. Dogs in the tub. Dogs in the tub, or when you try to squeeze your balls in as well as Dude, your dick. That's not there even a thing. Of course not. <laughs> but the idea of testicles escaping, dogs like dogs escaping tub. from a tub, is really funny. Dogs in the tub. And the idea of your cock being turned into a chicken cutlet is really funny. The idea that someone would chew their own arm off to get out of bed with someone they don't like is really funny. Oh, hey, I love this shit. Yeah. I love gross humor. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. I love the filthy shit. But oh, I mean, it's funny that I just I held on to it. That's what's weird. Like <laughs> we would sit around at like twenty years old and joke is, about this before we went on stage. This is the most you've retained from your college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, can, I can't tell you this a thing that. from like the, the the human condition class I took or religions of the world or Latin. But if you need to know a street slang for a grotesque sexual activity, <laughs> I gotcha covered. Call with me, Matty D. Call me. Well, all right. What are some other? You know, we're we gonna have to, well, I, gonna put I, these all together. I know. I got. Yeah, there, there was a, there used to even be a list somewhere, but I got. I don't know. The windmill. What's the windmill? Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, not the windmill. The Dutch rudder. What's the Dutch rudder? I know a Dutch oven. You know the Dutch. Okay, so Dutch oven is. Did you hear about a guy that killed his wife with a Dutch oven? Yes. And everyone <laughs> laughed because everyone thought he farted his bed to death. Yeah. When you fart underneath the covers and don't lift the sheets, that's a Dutch oven. Yeah. Right. Uh, slang. There's an actual. Turns out there's no, an you, actual you, oven. You do. You do lift the sheets. You Holland. put. You put people's heads. Yeah, under you put the, the head under the sheet. Yeah. But yeah. you don't force their head under the sheet. Yeah. He like he he basically smothered his wife. Arabian war helmet. You told me a little bit about that one. Testicles of both eyes and then the cock down the bridge of the, the nose. That's an Arabian war helmet. So the Dutch rudder is a mutual masturbation machine. Okay. Wherein you grab my arm and I grab your <laughs> cock. 
like I hold my arm like this. <laughs> don't do don't do visual visual stuff. So okay, so listeners at home, if you're not driving, don't. <laughs> what you would do is you would take your favored hand. Yeah. Let Let's go with right. Yeah. So right arm is extended out as though it was going to grab someone's wiener. Yeah. All right. So you're going to grab a wiener with your right hand, your right arm. Then your left arm is going to grip the forearm of your right arm. Okay. Your left hand grips the forearm of your right arm, making uh, something of a reverse L. Okay. There, right? Then you would do the same. You you would be I doing would do the, the same, same to you, but you'd be facing me. Let's make this a nice, comfortable visual for everyone listening. Let's and make it you and me. I know this is not right because somebody has to grab somebody else's arm. Maybe there's a third person that has to be involved. Anyway, it's a mutual masturbation machine. Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. Oh, I know Eiffel that Tower. one. Tower. A lot of mm-hmm. people know that one. I'm trying to think of them as they come to me. Mm-hmm. I like how quickly <laughs> we moved away from Paul's though. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. The mutual, the, the I don't Dutch understand rudder, the mutual mutual. I'm not doing machine. it right. I noticed. I don't know. <laughs> like by the time you're halfway through, I would have jerked off fully on my own. I know. Waiting for I you know. to finish your explanation. I'm a thirty second man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Steve had to uh, then. <laughs> I got nothing else to go with here, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just, so uh, Steve then had to haul just, all the wet. Uh, this is how disgusted stand. we were by him. We had to go to like this, this, this. Oh, we had to clean our sexual place. With gross yeah. sex stories. We had to, uh, gross sex. Oh, where was it? They had to uh, haul all the wet biohazard sand, two and a half gallon buckets at a time, up and out the two stories and off to the dump. Nightmare. Boy, howdy, did I use all of my breaks to read every enrollment pamphlet that college had. They had a two-year stagehand technical program I enrolled into online the the, the night of that last shitty day. Yeah, that'll focus you up real quick. Oh, yeah. I told the bosses that I'd signed up for college and wanted to stay with them through the summer construction season that year. Uh, to like, not have I, uh, to get student loans. I and- signed up for college. Where? Like fucking anywhere. <laughs> I fucking signed up any everywhere. I'm going to college. I'm just going to go to a college. Mm-hmm. I might not even enroll. University of Phoenix, pal. I'm, I'm just, just staying at fucking, home, but I'm not doing this shit. I'm not doing this ever again. So he wanted to stay on with the company and uh, work summers in the future so he wouldn't have any student loans. He was congratulated by the pool company owner for having ambition and not getting stuck in the life and then was laid off a week later. <laughs> 12 you years got later, moxie, kid. You hey, look at this, though. Twelve years later, I'm now a union stagehand and a props master at a nearby university. Hooray! Oh, fucking a. Thanks for letting me share my worst job. Love the show. Steve B. P.S. to Paul. Oh, God. More Here's for Paul. What? Paul. Dude, I'm the, I'm, I'm the best. To Paul. <laughs> You, you quite possibly. <laughs> That's your pull. Dude, I'm the best. Uh, to Paul, you have quite possibly the sexiest, most manly voice I have ever heard. Whoa. Love you, Steve B. No, I, that's not what he wrote at all. I, <laughs> the summer job I did get. I hope Steve B's listening to this podcast with friends or something, and then he has to, like, pick up, too. Like, he has to be like, wait, what? I didn't say that! <laughs> I d- <laughs> There's many compliments I've received over the years. That has never been one. Sexiest voice. <laughs> oh, you, Paul, that voice. Bedroom. <laughs> I, I, you've got like your your chicken cutlet's real shake and bake. You've got that compliment a lot. <laughs> oh, your agenda's covered in sand. <laughs> uh, so the summer st- job that Steve did get was the nerdiest. I was the clerk at the local games workshop. On my start day, Holy they were auditioning shit. off. Or they were auctioning off all the broken and returned model kits. Oh my god! The nerd crowd all? filled up the entire store <laughs> and out the door down into the mall. My manager spent the whole auction spraying Febreze on the crowd. <laughs> also, we had reserved the right to ban people anytime uh, who would 
rather game than shower. Yeah. That yeah. So is gotta, hilarious. So you've got to ban the stinky people. Uh, well, if you are a devotee of Games Workshop, you must throw in tons of money. It is an extremely expensive hobby. Those models are out of control. And uh, there comes a time when you choose uh, a new Titan or soap. <laughs> it's like there's a little beer commercial that was mm-hmm. like that. Well, they shop for toilet paper and beer. Mm-hmm. And they said you don't have enough for both. And so they just go with beer and they say paper or plastic. And they're like, paper. I mean, they're gonna right, I remember that one. That was bag. great. Yeah. And this happened in real life. These people are, the, are living examples of that. These guys don't even ask for paper. I will simply shit and wait for it to slough away <laughs> as I walk to the game's workshop. Oh. What you're like, remains... You're like a blend of like Droopy Dog and the uh, comics guy comic from The Simpsons. Guy, yes. yeah. Somewhere both. in it's the both. middle. Yes. Somewhere in the middle, yeah. Yes. Uh, so our next scoop here, I apologize in advance because I'm going to butcher your name. Uh, Avalinda, perhaps? Hey, yeah. Sounds right to me. I love your show. I spell list- it. Spell it so we know what uh, A-V-A-L-Y-N-D-A. Avalinda. Avalinda. I, that's that's you, the closest guess I've got. Sounds good to me. Yep. Uh, I love your show. I listen to it on the bus during my commute, and there have been many times where you've made me laugh out loud and look like a crazy person. <laughs> that's good. the best. That's a good sign of a good podcast. On the plus side, this usually gets me my own seat on the bus, so thanks for that. <laughs> oh, wow. And for a girl, that's great. Doing a service. Girls do not get their own seats on buses. That's right. Uh, two separate statements about a previous show. First, Paul, I'm sorry for the loss of your Princess Buttercup. Thank you. It is still stinging, but uh, we do have a new pup, but it is now no replacement by any means. Yep. I actually made a chicken cutlet uh, in Paul's dog's ashes. Oh, boy. Too soon? Terrible. No, too nothing's soon. too soon. We haven't picked them up yet. It's, it's really tough. We, <laughs> we have to go get them. That's so we do tough. have our ashes, I know, I know. you know. We, we have to go get them, and it's, 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 that, it's like we got to make sure that we're both off. It's gonna be one. It's gonna be one last real hard. Yeah. Oh god, it's hard anyway. That that dog was so fucking sweet. Oh. Uh, what else? What else? Move on. Move on. Move uh, so uh, we're gonna lose Paul. Avalon says it. that uh, <laughs> your next dog should really be named Nigo Montoya. It could be male or female. <laughs> right. Seriously. Right. Yep. Six fingered man. Uh, Her name is Lady Elizabeth Killigrew. Sorry, it's too late. Yep, you already missed the boat on that one. As an aside, I have a bull mastiff chow mix named Mario. Oh, we once met a dog named Luigi that looked nearly identical to my pup, oh, but maybe one eighth his size. Oh, it was perfect. Awesome. Another good name would be the machine. Ooh, for the dog. Yeah. yeah, no one beats the machine, or no one's was it? No one survives the machine. I just took one year off your life. Oh yeah, yeah okay, the machine. The machine. Right. Yeah, you're right. I could have kept the princess butter or the princess bride themes. The machine. Uh, I could have named the dog Mowage. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> poison in front of me. Uh, I could have so named him uh, Mowage is a good name for a it, dog. Mowage is a good name. Uh, what was it? Uh, Inconceivable. Inconceivable is a great name for a dog. Name him Bill. Call him Bill for short. Inconceivable. <laughs> oh, that's great. Call him Willie. Come here, I Willie. Just, I hope we're just naming other people's dogs right now. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, jump it, on it, guys. The trend is name your dog after shit in a princess pride. Yeah. It, it's, there's better. There's you a great go way. wrong. You know, Fezzik, is, Fezzik would be a Fezzik's great, a name, great for a name for a dog. I always wanted to name one of my dogs Fizzgig, but I've never had one that's got that personality. That's right. Dark Crystal shit. Mm. Right. You remember Fizzgig? Yes. Holy shit. That little fuzz monster. Uh, so second, you guys mentioned the Harry Potter Empire, but you got something wrong. That's a big shock that we got something wrong about the Harry <laughs> Potter Empire. Uh, J.K. Rowling wrote the casual vacancy under her, her, her under her own name. 
She wrote The Cuckoo's Calling under the name Robert Galbraith. That's the book that I was that's, referring that's to. That's what we were looking for, uh, yep. Yeah. I only know this because my boyfriend is a librarian and we are both big nerdy readers. Oh, man. You guys get to have porn sex. Uh, <laughs> You're in love with a librarian. I seriously dig the show and please don't stop being hysterical. He's Thanks a, for all you do. My boyfriend is a librarian, a pizza guy, and a pool boy. <laughs> <laughs> and a plumber the trifecta <laughs> and a plumber yeah. uh, last one of the day from Drew hi guys it's your friendly neighborhood cancer researcher I've been behind on my podcast listening lately so I just got to the podcast where you read my email thanks for that I honestly wasn't expecting it to be on the podcast so I was really pumped to hear your response you're welcome thanks for listening alright thanks everybody <laughs> oh. <laughs> after listening to that episode though I would like to make a request could you please come up with a jingle or a song that will get Murray 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 is a great name for a baby oh, out of my head I still haven't played that for you Paul they sent the clip of the girl singing the Murray song oh after, yeah yeah I gotta play it for you oh my god I can't yeah. wait after three days with that tune stuck in my head, I can see why that song was successful in getting the baby's name changed. You don't even remember the Murray song, I, I right? Rem- I don't. Rem- I don't remember how it goes. Right now, I. I can't remember how it goes. This thing, like we, we, like the art of improv is the art of not remembering. Like mm-hmm. it's, not, it's it doesn't help your memory at all. In fact, your practice is to throw away it, it all part the time. Of, part of the form is to realize everything. Life, yeah, <laughs> is is disposable. Your existence. I think I could do Grizzly Barista if we had to do that. Grizzly again. Barista, I could I could get across. And that, I don't know if we, I don't think I could do Run Like Heaven again. I don't know. No, wait. Oh, uh, it was Yummy Yummy Yummy. Oh, yeah, was yeah. it was it was to Yummy yeah, Yummy Yummy Yummy. yummy, 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 yummy. Murray 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 is a great name for a baby. Oh, that's right. You should right. name your baby Murray. That's like that. right. That's right. That's yeah. That's so good. I mean, that'll, that'll I help take Drew get no responsibility, Drew, for that catchiness of that tune. That's the who is that? Dave Clark Five. I think so. Did Yummy Yummy Yummy. Here, sing to my SoundHound app. No, I'm All kidding. Right. I, I don't think that'll work. <laughs> look up, look up who did Yummy, Yummy, Yummy. P.S. If you would like a prompt for another song, anything that includes the phrase fuck cancer would be awesome. You That's from Drew. a fuck cancer song? Let's do it. Let's, uh, you, got, you got any Tony music lined up there? Yeah, here we can do one here. Okay. Uh, let's try this one. Ooh. I like this. This is a new one. Chicken cutlet. Fuck cancer, fuck cancer, 
in your eyes and in your ears. Skull fuck. Fuck cancer, fuck cancer. Fuck it for a million years. Fuck you, cancer. Tantra sex with a chicken cutlet. Uh, yummy, yummy, yummy. Just for Drew. Fuck you, cancer, for taking my dog buttercup. You're yeah. an asshole. Fuck you, cancer. So I took a little took a little bit to wind up. You were you were lost in your, your dog a little bit. I was I was and I was I was trying to hear the melody. There. That's a good one. There's, That's there's a, a lot like to U2 it. There. Quality to it. You it was. It, you actually found. I think the. Uh, let's just talk out loud. Your, that was a good melody grab you did off of that one. I would have done something Thanks. probably a little more fast, and I would have gotten caught up and not been able to keep up. Yeah, I, I did all right. Nineteen ten fruit gum company is who sang yummy yummy yummy. <laughs> The Fruit Gum Company? The, yeah, 1910 Fruit Gum Company. You never heard of them? Are you kidding yeah, me? Is that really who it is? Yes. Wow. You never heard of them? Yummy, yummy, yummy. Murray's a great name for a baby. No, he just asked <laughs> you to get that out of his so, head. Oh, so, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, that was a dick move, dude. <laughs> now, every time you hear yummy, 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 you're going to hear move. it, too. That was a dick, dick move. <laughs> um, Is that all the scoop mail? That is it. Oh, how long? Are, how long are we running right now? Uh, we're at over an hour now. Oh, Jesus! What? No. Um, <laughs> so, are you ready for? I guess we should we should wrap it up soon. Well, it's time for. I believe it is time for a little something we like to call that Paul and I have called in the past. Sometimes we refer to it as Jock versus Nerd. Jock versus Nerd. A lot of build up for the short one. It's <laughs> so funny. We want to make sure Jacob was ready. We just queued yeah. up the old one. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> we already had it pulled that, up, and you guys were taking it's, so long to get through it. We're oh, so it's, used it's to stalling. It's I great. know. All right. I'm going to give you an evergreen nerd question. Wait. So, 1910 Food oh, Company saying Simon Says, Yummy, 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 <laughs> One, Two, Three, Red Light, Indian Giver. <laughs> that, that song holds up. <laughs> Indian Giver is a uh, great one that uh, maybe it's a cover. The Squirrel Nut Zippers do Indian Giver. Oh, it might be a cover. I wonder because nineteen ten fruit company. They, they, one of the, they have the, they have the, like a very jingle quality. I wonder if that's a, a lot of I wonder if tunes. that's a cover. I've only heard the Squirrel Nut Zippers Indian Giver. I don't know if it's a cover or an original from them. All right, nerd me. Okay, evergreen nerd question since it's a evergreen episode, sort of. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to get you into some Transformers history. Sort of. I just anyway. Optimus Prime transforms into a semi truck and a big rig on the back, right? Okay. Tractor trailer. Boom. What is the name of his assistant robot that lives in the tractor trailer? Oh, his assistant robot. He's he's a six wheeled little vehicle. He doesn't okay. transform. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember this guy. I think I had this toy. Yeah, he was part of Optimus yeah, Prime. Yeah, he was a little blue. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. shot out of the back. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Gizmo? No, it wasn't Gizmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Think about six wheels. Uh, his name was Six Wheelio. There's <laughs> <laughs> actually a, a transformer named Wheelie, but it wasn't him. Uh, so Hexa? Nope. Don't even don't think about the six. Just oh. think about a lot of wheels. What do those do? Well, what the fuck was the clue you just gave me if I'm not supposed to think about the six wheels? What do wheels do? Spin. Or? Roll. Hey. Rolos. Filled with caramel. <laughs> I'm totally distracted now. I need a roll. <laughs> Ooh, I like Rolos. <laughs> um, 
Murray, Murray, Murray <laughs> is a great name for You're a, a baby. You're such a dick. You should name your baby Murray now. <laughs> you love this song now that you remember it. I do it. now that I remember it. Uh, Rolltron. Rolltron. <laughs> Roller. Roller. Oh. Tron? Roller. Roller. Just Roller. Oh, man. They did. They phoned in that one. It doesn't transform. <laughs> they just call them what he does. Yeah. They might as well call Optimus Prime Trucker. But you know what was cool about it was Optimus Prime's catchphrase. What's that? Roll out. Oh, right. So Roller. Oh. So he was like, he's talking to me. Right. He's like, and it's like, okay, little Is it buddy. this little guy? Is the little guy in a yep. picture here? That's the Roller. Guy? That's Roller. Oh. See? Six wheels. Roller. That's a different version of him than the original. That's an updated uh, Prime. I was about yeah. to say we'd put a picture of that on the website. But, that's uh, not classic We have Prime. no idea when this episode. Yep. We're so, so bad at banks. So never mind. Yeah. You can make it, maybe make a note. But that's him. That that's up. a version of Roller. There, There's the original right there. Which one? Oh, this guy? The, that's it. That, ah, there we go. That's the real deal. All right. For those of you listening, we brought up a picture of the real deal Roller. <laughs> 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 but it is, yeah, it is the one I remember. Yeah. Um, That's a good... That's. A, do you think a lot of nerds know that question? I don't know. Well, a lot of roller fans. Right out in. There? I'm sure. If you're, I was a Transformer fan when I was a kid. If you're a Transformer fan, you probably know it. I I, I had no idea. All right. Well, I mean, what was there's the, Transformer fans and there's idiots like me who have two hundred dollar Transformers. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> right, right, right. What, what was the name of Optimus Prime's life force in the first movie? It is known as the um, the Matrix, right? The Matrix of leadership. Matrix yes. of leadership. The Matrix of Leadership that I it passed on to Rodimus. As a kid, I had uh, what was it? Constructs, Rod, constructs, Rodimus where you where you popped the they had the blue joints with the pegs uh, that had six six joints, and you would pop the arms on the the gray plastic. Yep, I had some of those. Yeah, was that was that construction? I think so. And uh, I would try to make Lego knockoff. I try to yeah, they were a bit of they were Lego knockoff, but, but they it, were fun. They were yeah, good. you could make panels, you could put panels in the squares if you yep, made them. Yep, and uh, they I had bigger built, dudes, bigger action figures that came with them. I took, uh, I made like a cube with handles. Oh, you made a matrix of leadership, and I had uh, the the blue clay. Ooh, and I put the blue, I put blue uh, play doh basically in the, in the middle of the center to make Look a matrix. Look for, at that for Optimus Prime. That's pretty badass, dude. Um, that's great. And I think that's the hardest I've ever worked. No, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> where the callus came from. Uh, that's awesome. That's you. You were a toy modder. Oh yeah, yeah. That's there, there's a huge community fans that that do that that create props that were never made, uh, and it's what's cool now is like it's spilling into the collector market to the point where the companies know about these modders, and if stuff gets popular enough, they make it. They make it, it just like the the Lego Cusco stuff that is now called Lego Ideas. That kind I of think thing. like something like it's really crazy, but something like eighty percent of all toys sold now are construction toys. Lego has cornered the fucking market. Everything is is Lego or construction. Lego's toys. huge. Even Transformers now are Lego Transformers. Well, Hasbro's trying to do yeah, build pop apart and build your own yeah. robot shit. I don't like it. Keep it keep my Transformers, my Transformers. Yeah, you know. I mean, things always go through changes, but it's it's crazy. Yeah, everything changed, but I think they but got. We had. Uh, constructs. We had erector sets. Okay, uh, and then we had Legos, mm-hmm. and then you had uh, what else? There's a couple other ones where you, you built stuff, mm-hmm. but they were all like different. I mean, materials. Lincoln logs, Lincoln logs, way back, just blocks. Yeah, just loose blocks, loose blocks. But Legos were big. I had a lot of the the Knights Legos and a lot of the Space Legos. Those were the two sets that I. I made a lot of tons of Legos. I made a lot of block towers with blocks. Like they put three on them, and be like, yeah, this is. 
This is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I used to do? I actually used to build uh, a bunch of card castles out of uh, garbage pail kits. That was a big one. Cool. Huh. Make make the big garbage pail castles, and then they'd fall over. Yeah, and then you had the, my wrestling my uh, wrestling figures or my action figures mm-hmm. would tear apart some kind of tower. Fun. It's always about destroying whatever you built. Yeah, yeah. Gotta destroy it. That's the that's the male drive. Break it. All right, Jocktown. Paul. Oh, here we go. Since 1980. This race has been happening in... White dudes. I believe. Hold on, I'm trying to find the exact We are a happening race. Since 1980, <laughs> white people. Uh, what? Oh, I think it's in, it's, in, it's in England somewhere. I'm looking up the actual name. Okay. Uh, but it's, the, it's, it's, uh, it's a race between a man and one animal. Didn't you just say this? Oh, did earlier? I say that? You spoiled it? Yeah. Man and a horse. Yes, that is correct. You spoiled that. Okay, I'll, I'll have a different. Uh, uh, not on the air, though, right? No. So you could have played like a professional, and you could have just. No, I'm it not over that it. guy. He's not. He's not, folks. He is not that guy. Okay, great. So here's the thing. I have then I have a backup for it. Ready? So for the first 24 years, who won the race? I'm going to say for the first 24 years, it was the horse. Correct. The horse <laughs> won the race, and then yeah. Uh, the 25th year in 2004, entered a guy named Hugh Lobb ran the race in two hours and five minutes and 19 seconds. He's the first time that a man on foot had won a race against a horse. He Which, won 25,000 uh, pounds. What they don't tell you is he and the horse went drinking the night before. Totally. And he really, he was pouring water for himself and gin for the horse. Horse didn't know what was coming. Here's the fun thing about this story, and I know the story from, from, from before. Here's the fun thing. That horse was hobbled. Here's the thing about <laughs> That horse was uh, a Jamaican horse, and it was high as a kite. A Jamaican horse? No, so <laughs> there's a... Uh, no this story, need for running. This sto- Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nice trot going on here. This is plenty fast. Plenty fast, man. No, hey, bell, no cry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them race you. Young cowboys, yes, they ride us. <laughs> so, this story came up because uh, I, when I worked on uh, Tell a Line Discovery Channel for, for, for Penn and Teller, we. There's a there's behind the scenes, and then I guess I don't know if I'm, this is totally out of school. I should not be talking about any of this. But <laughs> Jesus, um, what are you doing? No, but this is it's fun. But um, basically, it was like uh, uh, between the two. I won't I won't get into the specifics because that's that'd be throwing people under the under the the, the, the under the horse under the horses under hoof, the Jamaican under horse the lazy ass Jamaican horse. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you work way too hard. <laughs> Calm down. I got shot by the sheriff. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Now they're going to turn me into glue. So um, it's, it's a sticky situation. Um, so uh, we were, I had to throw it in. Just leave me alone. Um, so we were basically between uh, what Discovery Channel wanted for the television show and what uh, Penn and Teller wanted for the television show, we quickly whittled away a lot of possible stories that we want to do in the television show down to like enough to finish the season. Mm-hmm. And um, so, towards the end of the season, we're trying to find, like, look for new stories that weren't in this this initial burst uh, Bible that we had of, of stories we were going to 
check out. And uh, so we get kicked to us from Discovery Channel, this uh, man beats horse in a race. And we go like, oh, that's so cool. Because what do you picture, Paul, when you hear man beats a horse in a race? <laughs> he hit the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you well, want rice? We picture We pictured humans and horses running together. Oh, you pictured them next to each other? Yes. But what they do is they time them separately. Correct. Oh, terrible. So it's not fun. So we approve no, there's the no story tripping. under the gun. There's no tripping. There's no, yeah. And all of a sudden we get the footage and we're like, this is really not great for television. Yeah. Because um, if you're not running next to the horse, yeah. nobody cares. Nobody cares. No one wants to watch heats of time trials and compare them in their brain mentally. So we had to hang it on the fact that like this race started as a boast of a guy who said, I could beat a horse in a race. And the guy who was bartending, who owned the bar, was like, bullshit. I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who ran the bar just was like, fuck it. And he sponsored the whole thing. He sponsored the whole race. And so in the writer's room, I basically like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So this guy lied in a bar. Mm-hmm. And... Continued to lie, and they just kept running the race until that lie became true. Like it took twenty five years. They just kept fucking running the race off this guy's bar boast, and they finally, like, after saying a man could beat a horse in a race, it took twenty five years to turn that lie into a truth. Mm. This is a very dedicated bar. That's this is a very dedicated bar. Very. And so I said that in the writers' room, and we all laughed, and we hung our hat on that, and we wrote the whole bit around it. Based on the bar boasting the bar boast, yeah. and stuff like that, and so like, we had to end up making it into the show, and, and it was fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, to this day, it's like the funniest thing of getting the footage and being like, I can't wait to watch a guy race a horse. And it was like, nope, because yeah. no. what you because wa- what you want to see, yeah. is they're at the line. It's like, yeah. runners, take your mark. Yes. And then, bang, starter pistol goes off. Horse gets freaked and just clamps him right in the head. Yeah. Bang. You're like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, oh, it's off to a rough start there. Yeah. Oh, man of war has clubbed him right in the noggin. That's like a... Not you know, good. And he's, and he's gone the wrong way. <laughs> we should we should not have used a gun. We should not have used a gun. We should have whispered. We should have ready, said go. Whispered, go for it. Yeah. No. Next year, lesson learned. Just all right. A, we'll see a, you back next year just for a, all the pomp and circumstance. Uh, we, hope, uh, we hope Mark makes it out of hospital for a rule change i think we just start with a big pat on the rear both rears get a quick pat tap tap on your way all right uh her majesty is making her way down for the ceremonial rump pat yeah. uh there you what are, you Mom. want is you want a horse galloping towards the finish line and you want a dude hauling ass and you're yeah. thinking there's no way this guy's gonna catch this horse and you think oh my god he's gonna catch this and he horse does it Photo and he finish. Thought, yeah and the horse can even stick his head forward for an extra burst and you're like oh yeah. fuck that human can't stick his head forward but then he's just fast enough that he that he beats the horse mm-hmm by like an elbow. That's yeah. what you want. Mm-hmm. That's not what we got. And then you want that horse, you want to see it in his eyes. Yeah, you, you want him to know defeat. <laughs> you want the horse to swallow the loss. <laughs> and that's you a, want that horse to just be like, oh God. <laughs> I can't what did I it. do? What 25 I, years. What have I done? 25 years. What have I let done? down my species. What have I done with my life? <laughs> Never be able to show my face in the stable again. I'm done. No I'm done. I can't possibly go out for to the trough tonight for a drink. I can't tell my wife. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? I gotta move. I gotta move. What do I tell the ponies? I have to move. <laughs> this is it. My life is ended. One horse, one race. You lost the race and now live in disgrace. <laughs> 
<laughs> Give thanks and praise to the man because he beat the horse. You know the uh, the expression, uh, you know, like three monkeys in a room with typewriters will eventually type Hamlet. Yeah. Someone tried to like prove that. Yes. Someone got monkeys in a room with typewriters. <laughs> And thought, like, of course they're not going to keep them in there forever and ever, but they thought that, that based on real data instead of just uh, uh, metaphysical, you know, not metaphysical, that's you not the word I'm looking for. You could estimate a closer time. Right. They wanted to just see if they could get, like, a clump of think? data uh, and see if they out? could make it exponential to see when Nothing. they find time. That monkeys don't sit around and type all day. That's what they found <laughs> out. The monkeys started smashing the typewriters and, like, throwing poop on each other yeah, and throwing right? poop on the typewriters, <laughs> and they come close to typing shit. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Like, go, you stupid monkey. <laughs> you remember that from the Simpsons? Yeah. That's the best. <laughs> Ms. Burns is running that experiment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so a group of scientists ran the same experiment that Mr. Burns on the Simpsons ran. That, that's yes. what you're telling us. Yeah, and, and like, uh, like the, the, the smack on the forehead that happens the first time monkeys just start smashing a typewriter on the ground. You got to be like, oh, right. Yeah, monkeys. Right. Didn't plan for that. Next thing you know, we'll be telling <laughs> telling everybody that the monkeys we sent to the moon came back super intelligent. No, I don't think we'll be telling them that anytime. <laughs> 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 also, one of my favorite bits from The Simpsons: anything with a fucking monkey. That's one of my favorite little. I've got that figure. He came with yeah. uh, Space Homer. God damn. The yeah, if there was a monkey in a Simpsons episode, you're, that was a good sign. Yeah, the monkey, even the monkey's paw in that, that uh, Treehouse of Horror. That's a great right. one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Froget is also cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Guys, uh, we're, we've decided we're going to change to a Simpsons fan <laughs> podcast. Simpsons fan podcast. <laughs> 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 nothing but Simpsons quotes. We, should, we can play David Simon, your cancer song, and I think we'll, uh, we'll come right on. Oh, man. Too soon. Did he pass? No, he's still alive. Oh, good. But Oh, actually, by the time this podcast oh, starts, no. God. <laughs> he is a great guy. He is awesome. He's such awesome. a great guy. He is so awesome. is David Silverman, for that matter. Yeah, David Silverman, who actually we did actually interview mm-hmm. uh, for Tarot. Fantastic. He's someone. Dude. If we do the uh, LA thing, we should we should grab him. Uh, I'm just going to give a shout out right now. I don't know when this is going to air. I might give a shout out again. But uh, if you guys are interested in comedy at all, which you probably are, because you're listening to this podcast, there's a great new book that just came out by uh, Mike Sachs, who is a friend of the. Uh, ugly couch show i've got an interview with him on that website if you're interested he is a comedy writer himself brilliant and his book is called poking a dead frog it's a sequel to uh and here's the kicker he interviews some of the top comedy writers in the world and like a man with a divining rod looking for a well is able to get a spring of water knowledge out of their nuggins. And it's, I mean, if you even think about going into comedy, writing it, performing it, anything, read these books, incredibly insightful and incredibly funny to read. So get on it. Poking a dead frog. It was at the, uh, nod arms hotel is where the uh, race began. Anyhow, I want to thank, uh, Paul Mattingly for chatting it up with me today. Thanks, Matt Donnelly, for <laughs> chatting it up with me. I want to thank uh, Nick and Tony for giving us music. Such good stuff, guys. Good thank stuff. you for contributing. Uh, Tony Longworth, of course, gave the uh, Cancer Sucks music. What was Fuck it called? you, Cancer. Fuck you, Cancer music. And uh, Ace for doing some illustrations. Jacob, the audio guy, for giving us everything that we're using mm-hmm. right now. Woo-hoo. The walls, the floor, the microphones. The whole bit. And uh, <clears throat> thanks for tuning in to Ice Cream Social. Thanks to uh, Penn Gillette. This was the Ice Cream 
social. Mary, Mary, Mary is a great name for your baby. You should name your baby Mary now. <laughs> Mary, Mary, Mary is a great name for your baby. You should name your baby Mary. Name your baby Mary. Oh, yeah. Name your baby Mary. If you're looking for a baby name, you could do a lot worse than the name of Mary. Name your goddamn baby Mary. Yeah, my, 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 Mary. Cutlet. <laughs> <laughs>